It is the morning news feed post game on WMAY. Appreciate you tuning in on a Thursday. Mike Wimacher with you. Always my favorite part of the week when I get to talk to this gentleman. It's Eric Davis, manager Fandango.com. Eric, how you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, only really one big movie coming out this week we'll get to, and maybe we'll discuss since I'm off next week, uh, get into Venom. But one of the things that really interested me this week was the new Nightmare Alley trailer. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, always visually so stunning, and this one looks just like you would expect from him. Yeah, this looks great. This is actually the first film that Guillermo del Toro uh, directed uh, and wrote since uh, The Shape of Water. Which oh, wow. Won the Oscars, uh, Best Picture, Best Director. So this is a significant film. Uh, you know, that win for him really, you know, he was always sort of a fan favorite genre director, but, but when you win Best Picture... Uh, at the Oscars, you are now in another category, uh, you know, for the rest of your career. And so this is his follow-up film, uh, sort of about, uh, you know, an ambitious uh, carny, got a, works at a carnival, uh, who manipulates people um, and uh, kind of tangles with, like, a female psychiatrist. Great cast. I mean, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, William Dafoe, Tony Collette, Ron Perlman. Wow. Wow. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Richard Jenkins. I mean, it really doesn't, uh, it keeps going and going and going. Some of these folks have worked with Guillermo before. Some of them are brand new. Uh, so it's going to be really great. You know, he's becoming also one of those directors that, uh, like like Wes Anderson, that sort of works with these big ensemble mm-hmm. casts where some of these people have been with him for a while. Some of them are brand new. Uh, and it's always fun to see the makeup of that cast. Uh, you know, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is another one. Wes Anderson does that a lot. Uh, and it's always fun to see a director uh, who, who is always known to have these really great ensemble casts to look forward to. So tons of intrigue in that trailer. I'm sure there's going to be some horror elements. Um, and uh, and we'll see if it is another awards contender. Right. Visually, visually, it looks stunning. Uh, speaking of awards, a lot of times you talk about awards contenders coming out of film festivals. The Toronto Inter- International Film Festival wrapped up uh, last weekend. There was one that you posted about that really intrigued me because of just the concept of it. A film called Silent Night, where they're celebrating Christmas close to the apocalypse. Is that is that what I'm getting gathering correctly from the plot of that film? Yeah, this is a wild movie. There's uh, it takes <laughs> place uh, in in uh, in England, and there is sort of this poisonous gas that is sort of coming over the world and uh and and it, you die a painful death Ooh. and it's sort of this inevitable that's happening and i guess at this point in england they've passed out like uh, uh pills that you can take and it's just, this is dark they don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong uh this is you know pills that you can take so you don't have to feel the effects of this gas uh this this group of friends and family are sort of out in the countryside uh, they've been told they have about 24 hours before the gas uh, comes to where they are in the country, uh, and they're having one last sort of Christmas celebration together. Um, and so it's this wild film that it really kind of takes some big swings tonally uh, because, you know, it's it's yeah. got some really dark humor in it, uh, but it's also got a lot of heartbreak in it because, you know, these are families that are sort of having to say goodbye to each other mm. uh, and come to terms with the fact that, that this is happening. Um, so it's a really wild film, and I love films that that uh, that take those big swings with tone. Uh, this film, I believe, is coming out uh, in December. Uh, it is called Silent Night. Kira Knightley 
uh, is a big part of it. Also, Roman Griffin Davis, if you saw Jojo Rabbit, the kid oh, nice, in that yeah. movie, uh, he steals scenes in this movie. So really another great uh, Annabelle Wallace is in a really great uh, ensemble cast, another great ensemble cast, who do everything they can to, to, to sell this sell this concept. So yeah, I would I would say if you're a genre fan and you're somebody who likes to look for uh, a Christmas movie unlike any Christmas movie <laughs> right. you've seen. I mean they literally have like Michael Bublé Christmas music playing oh. as this is happening. Oh god. It's, so it's really it's surreal a wild dark kind of kind of movie, but um, I love it. We're talking with Eric Davis, manager editor Fangdango.com. Uh, another thing you've been talking about on Twitter that I saw, and I'm, I've not got a chance to watch it yet, but the Star Wars Visions that was released on Disney+, Plus, uh, very similar what The Matrix did with kind of like uh, taking their story and giving it different directors and anime to kind of take a different approach to it. That's kind of what the Star Wars Visions is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I reminded people recently that, that uh, the Wachowskis did this with The Matrix in between those, you know, the, the original Matrix and, and the Matrix sequels. Um, and they partnered with anime studios uh, and they produced these shorts that are set in the world of The Matrix. Uh, and But I think, a couple, I think a couple of them may have been actually tied to the next movie. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of Star Wars, none of the shorts are really sort of necessarily tied to stuff that's happening right now, story-wise. Uh, but they're all sort of these little pockets uh, of Star Wars told through the visual aesthetic of that anime studio. Um, a lot of Jedi stuff, a lot of Sith stuff, but that's not to say that there isn't some really interesting expansion of mythology, especially when it comes to lightsabers uh, and the lore of lightsabers. There's a short called The Ninth Jedi uh, that I would highly recommend. But what's fun about it is that the shorts all range from like, I think like the shortest is maybe like eight or nine minutes and the longest is like 21 minutes. I think there's nine of them. Uh, so, I mean, you can go through them, you know, in one sitting if you want to. Uh, but I, I just thought that visually it's gorgeous and it's just a really nice expansion of Star Wars. You know, you, it, it's you, I'm finally feeling like Disney is settled now yeah. in this post sort of, you know, Disney acquired Lucasfilm. They made these three Star Wars movies that are divisive to say the least. <laughs> yeah. um, and now it feels like they're starting to settle. And, you know, the Star Wars on TV is successful. And now they can kind of play around with expanding Star Wars in different ways. Um, and I think this is where Star Wars can really yeah. find its voice in this next era. And, I, and I'm excited for it. And I highly recommend watching Visions. Something we talked about uh, last week, because you said you had watched it with the family, but it's out in wide release this week. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, there was a lot of scuttlebutt, as there always is, about, oh, the guy who's the lead was the lead on Broadway, but he's too old. How does it end up playing out? I mean, for those who love the, the musical on stage, are they going to love this movie, too? Yeah, I mean, this is what I'm going to say about the scuttlebutt. I'm going to say, uh, you know, give it, give it a chance. Watch it. Um, I, I, I watched it with my family. I have two kids. Um, none, nobody was aware of any of that scuttlebutt. They aren't tuned in to <laughs> people who yell on Twitter. Uh, and I didn't say anything about his age or anything like that. And after the film, I asked them, I said, did you notice that he looked older than he maybe should have? And they said no, like they were into the story. So uh, I don't think it's necessarily something that general audiences will be too attached to, especially if you're not sort of following all of the, you know, outrage on Twitter. Right. 
Um, and I, I personally uh, don't agree with a lot of it. I think this is a gorgeous, uh, beautiful Broadway musical. I've seen it on Broadway. It, it really is touching. Um, and I think that uh, its story is definitely unique. Um, and, and some people may make some people feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but I do think that um, it's, it's, a, it's a strong story that really resonates with people in a bunch of different ways. Uh, especially kids who, who suffer from from social anxiety uh, and uh, the complexities that come along with it. I have a son that does, and so um, you know, I, I, my kids really like it. They love the music, so I would say uh, watch it. Watch it with your family. Uh, if it looks interesting to you, watch it. If you like the musical, watch it. Um, don't don't lose yourself right. in in online rhetoric uh, for any movie. Really, if it looks good to you, uh, then you go watch it. Yes. Um, and then you can be part of the conversation. But uh, I am a supporter of this film. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, and I would say if you like the film and you haven't seen the Broadway musical and you're going to New York at some point, um, definitely do that uh, because I think the musical is also pretty pretty special. Very cool. Talking with Eric Davis, managing editor, Fandango.com. Since I won't be here next week, uh, can we touch upon quickly the new Venom flick? I know we can't get too much into it, but it really looks like that it's leaning more into the odd couple pairing between the symbiote and Tom Hardy. Yeah, you know, I think the great thing about the sequel is that that's exactly what you get. You know, you okay. can kind of settle down now into the tone. You understand the the kind of craziness that is the life of Eddie Brock, who's living with this symbiote Venom who has its own personality. Um, and this film is sort of about them trying to coexist together and you know uh like any kind of pairing you know they they, they try to coexist it's it's crazy uh they <laughs> say we don't need each other anymore uh you go your way i'm gonna go my way uh and then what happens when they realize oh wait there's this crazy uh other villain called carnage that's 10 times more powerful than than venom uh, we, we may have to join forces <laughs> right. uh, to figure this out. So it's kind of you know it, it kind of follows those sort of buddy buddy comedy tropes, um, which is which is really delightful and funny and, and hilarious at times. Um, and then you also have uh, uh, some of that superhero stuff. And and there is an end credit teaser okay. that people uh, people are teasing may 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 look ahead to to multiverse implications for the character. And so. Um, hmm. So I, you know, so I think that uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm, I'm happy Andy Serkis directed it. Um, yeah, and uh, Tom Hardy had a story credit for this. He also produced it, so he had a, he was a lot more involved in in this one. And I think really the the true star of this of this film is Tom Hardy. Uh, I think what he does in terms of being Venom as at the same time as being Eddie, uh, I think it's a great performance. Um, and uh, and I think after the sequel a lot more people will be giving credit to Tom Hardy for what what he does with this performance. I think it's I think uh, it's a very unique one. Let's just let's, let's just say that <laughs> that we've seen in superhero movies. I think when all of this Venom stuff is is, is said and done, people are going to look back and, and give him a lot of credit for this performance. Fantastic. I'm I'm look forward to seeing it when I get back from vacation. Eric Davis, Manjator, Fandango.com. Anything else uh, you got going on there at Fandango we need to know about? Yeah, I mean, we have some, a lot of big movies are coming out soon, and tickets are going to be start going on sale, and I'm, I'm talking about Dune and Halloween Kills and The Last Duel, some of these movies that have, uh, that uh, are coming out in October, 
Uh, and uh, and then, yeah, and then I'm going to be uh, doing some New York Film Festival stuff over the next few days. Nice. So some of those really other big awards movies, like The Tragedy of Macbeth from, from Joel Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers, um, is, is coming. There's also a Joaquin Phoenix movie called Come On, Come On. Um, also another movie called Red Rocket uh, that I'm seeing. So we have some of these other awards movies are going to start rolling out in New York, and I'm going to watch them over the next week. Um, and I'll, I'll report back on, on what I find. Very cool. Appreciate the time as always. Eric Davis, manager, editor, editor Fandango.com. Thank you so much for the time, sir. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll talk in a couple of weeks. Have a great trip, man. All right. Thanks. Take care. That is Eric Davis, manager, editor, Fandango.com. Always willing to give of his time and some interesting insights. That Silent Night movie does seem very surreal. Uh, and so definitely may want to check that out. I think it comes out in December uh, here in the U.S.